Welcome to the Denton's Employment and Labor Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Walsh. I'm a partner and lawyer in the Denton's Employment and Labor Group. This is the first of a three-part series on investigations in the workplace, where we will discuss the importance of conducting an effective investigation, as well as some preliminary considerations. For this series, I'm joined by Jenny Wang. Jenny is an associate in Denton's Employment and Labor Group. Jenny will be guiding the direction of the discussion, and I'll be sharing my expertise. Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Allison. So the reason why we're discussing this topic is because increasingly, adjudicators are scrutinizing employer workplace investigations. As a result, failure to conduct an investigation or improperly conducting an investigation can create unintended liabilities for employers. In this podcast series, our goal is to provide information to employers to assist them in conducting effective workplace investigations and hopefully help manage these potential liabilities. Since we're lawyers, perhaps we can begin by discussing the legal bases for properly conducting a workplace investigation. There are a number of reasons why an employer has an obligation. Firstly, courts, arbitrators, and tribunals recognize that allegations of harassment or serious misconduct may have a significant impact on an employee. That's correct. And as a result, an employer has the right to hear and respond to allegations against them before a decision is made that could significantly impact their employment. As a result, adjudicators have imposed an obligation on employers to conduct a fair and effective workplace investigation. If an employer fails to conduct a workplace investigation or fails to conduct one properly, this can create legal risks for the employer. For example, if an employer terminates an employee for misconduct, but then fails to properly investigate the misconduct, this could jeopardize the employer's ability to defend a wrongful dismissal claim. It can also expose the employer to greater liability for or punitive or aggravated damages for breaching their obligation to treat the employee in a fair manner. And this includes not giving the employee an opportunity to respond to allegations made against them. Well, aside from the opportunity to respond to any allegations against them, employees have a right to safe workplace free of violence as well, including harassment and discrimination. Can you elaborate a little bit on this point? So a safe workplace is an implied term of all employment relationships, and it triggers an employer's obligation to investigate whether an employee has been subjected to an intolerable work environment. This implied right has been codified in occupational health and safety legislation, which requires employers to investigate all incidents of workplace violence and harassment and to take appropriate corrective action. Similarly, human rights legislation also imposes obligations on employers to investigate harassment and discrimination that is related to a protected ground under the human rights legislation. So example, any harassment that is related to someone's race, age, gender, ancestry, or religion. So we touched on some of the legal implications. Are there any other reasons employers should ensure properly conducted workplace investigations? Well, a failure to conduct a fair workplace investigation can also have practical and reputational consequences for an employer. This in turn can lead to poor employee retention, recruitment problems, and even public relation problems. Alternatively, if you conduct a proper investigation, that will put you in a better position to determine whether allegations have merit and determine appropriate measures that should be taken. And it can also highlight deficiencies in your workplace policies and give you an opportunity to correct them to prevent future similar incidents. 
will every complaint require a workplace investigation? So not necessarily. Upon receiving a complaint, the employer will have to determine whether an investigation is required. Generally, an investigation should be undertaken when the complaint raises a serious matter for the company or a matter that has serious consequences for the employee. Investigations may also be necessary where the facts are not entirely clear or where a complaint is not trivial or vexatious. If the employer determines that an investigation is appropriate, the type of the investigation necessary is going to depend on the nature of the allegations. So I know you mentioned that the type of investigation depends on the nature, but are there different types of investigations? So you can broadly categorize investigations into formal and informal investigations. A formal investigation generally requires interviews with individuals and witnesses involved in the incident. Um, it often concludes in the preparation of an investigation report that will set out the investigator's findings and reasons whether or not a complaint has been substantiated. An informal investigation, on the other hand, is going to focus generally on the individuals directly involved. It could involve facilitating a discussion on the issues between those individuals and with a goal of trying to reach a mutual resolution. And although this process may be more informal, employers should still document actions taken to address the complaint and any outcome reached. We, I would stress, however, that an informal investigation is not going to be appropriate where you have allegations of serious misconduct or allegations of harassment or discrimination. So if considering all the circumstances, employer determines that a more formal investigation is warranted, the investigator can either be internal or external investigator. What are some examples of each? So an example of an internal investigator would be human resource personnel, could be occupational health and safety personnel, or even a manager or supervisor. Internal investigators must not be involved in the incident and they cannot be under direct control of either the alleged perpetrator or harasser. External investigations alternatively are generally gonna be conducted by external legal counsel, or they may also involve external specialists such as a forensic accountant. So in choosing an investigator, they should be neutral and unbiased. As you mentioned, they shouldn't be reporting directly to either the complainant or respondent. They should have the training and expertise in how to conduct a proper investigation, and they should be available to promptly investigate the complaint or issue. Are there additional factors employers should be considering when deciding whether an internal or external investigator is more appropriate? So different circumstances will have different needs. When choosing between an internal and external investigator, employers should consider firstly the nature and the severity of the allegations. External legal counsel may be more appropriate when you're dealing with high-risk situations that may have potential legal exposure for the employer. Likewise, if an employer wants to maintain privilege over the investigation, an external legal counsel would be appropriate. Another factor to consider is the identity of the person who the allegations are made against. Again, an external investigator will be more appropriate where the complaint is against a more senior person in the organization and the internal investigator would likely be under their direct control. External investigators may also be more appropriate where a particular expertise is required. So illegal expertise or financial auditing or computer specialists would be examples. 
There also may be dynamics that make it important for an external investigator to be used in order to demonstrate neutrality throughout the course of the investigation. Before we conclude today, what would you say is your golden approach for any employer seeking to meet their workplace investigation obligations? There are many factors that are considered in determining whether a workplace investigation was conducted properly. However, an adjudicator will likely appreciate the efforts of an employer who, after receiving information about a complaint, treats the matter seriously, addresses it promptly, and very importantly, treats all the parties fairly. Thank you, Allison. There are many situations arising that may require workplace investigation. Employers should be proactive in this process to ensure that they are meeting the common law and statutory obligations. The next part in this three-part series will discuss issues and considerations that arise while conducting a workplace investigation. Thanks, Jenny, and thanks to everyone for joining us today as always. We encourage you to reach out to us with any questions you have about workplace investigations or any other employment-related questions. Denton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see dentons.com for legal notices. Thank you.